is the best part of my day. Nope, scratch that. Reverse. So no one told you that was gonna be this way. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh damn, okay. I said, I said the word, what are the boundaries for pod? And you said, I'm going to start said, recording. I said, we're diving in. <laughs> and I said, you said, what's the safe word? And I said, let's fucking go. You said, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> said, I'm coming right now. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. What are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we're just rolling, you know, Fuck. because uh, uh, I'm not going to talk about anything in any great detail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I will so say that I got now. like go on go on uh nothing i'm not gonna talk about anything in, in any great detail i am gonna say that like you know uh you know i, I think we both kind of started the year getting rock bottomed getting uh the people's elbow dropped on us uh by Dwayne the rod johnson you know got got a hulk hogan leg drop you know we just really got we got laid out pretty hard flat at the beginning of this year and so you know we didn't watch a whole movie for this podcast this month no no because what we were thinking not that we can't like that's a double negative but we can always change our minds with the julia's at least at this point because we're only at i think 15 percent to 20 percent julia saturated out of the 100 percent saturation point of all julia's work mm. ever made um, I think according to Letterboxd, it's like you've watched like twenty percent of all Julia Roberts' projects. Yeah, not including her her various television appearances. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I think we've watched Ex- uh, having only watched films so far, and for the better part of you know nine, ten episodes, I think you know we're we're make, we're making a cut. We're on our way. We were going to do Eat, Pray, Love, but then um, <laughs> it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right time. It just wasn't the was, right time almost, to eat or pray or love. It was almost love. too much of the right time. It was too much of the right time in that it wasn't the right time yeah. for you all. Maybe it's something that we can do on our own. We can do our own eat, pray, love, and then come back and reflect for you. But I don't think in the moment, I yes. think while we're eating and we're praying and we're loving, I don't think, yeah, we need to go there. Not necessarily that I'm going Cat- through anything it's significant no. i did i did have sex with a cisgender man which is the first time in my sobriety first time since you also had sex with the novel coronavirus i did yes yes you got intimate with the novel coronavirus this is the second time that i've had a hookup and then gotten covid immediately from it i think there's a punishing god and i think this is evidence of god it god is speaking to you god is speaking have, it's time to open up your ears time to listen when i have gay sex it's like hey actually um <laughs> here's covid like it does not want yeah, it wants me to be pure and alone and squirrely and incel behavior. Yeah, God God wants you to be an incel. I really think if it's a he, him, God, this he, him, God wants me to be an incel. Uh, this he, him, wow. punishing God, this Catholic God is doing exactly how Catholic God behaves. I don't believe in Catholic God. Our God but is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. My God is starting to show signs of being a Catholic God. And I don't believe in a Catholic God, so it's pretty frustrating. Because I'm like, I want a good one. I want You're having one. kind of a trad-cath God. Your God is kind of like returning to the old ways, <laughs> rejecting modernity. 
yeah, the whole like coquette return to uh, Catholicism mm-hmm. aesthetic. Yeah, but for me, I got COVID. You got got. I got got. What happened to me is I basically lost a week of my life. It's kind of like so I, I just kind of fell into a portal for a week and I just lost it. It's gone. I don't have it. The week is gone. You know what I mean? And um it was And that and that week would have contained some valuable eat pray love watching time. And that and that did not that did not. But that's not the right time. Not, that is not the right time to. We do did that. not conjure. We, I did not eat, pray, or love in that in that one week span. You don't eat, pray, and love when you're put in the eat, pray, love situation. Like you're supposed to just sort of be. Me- but I will say, and we've we've said this off pod, but you you've you've been bouncing back in an impressive way unexpectedly thank you it's it's sheer force of will uh it's it's a real like it's a real sorry listening audience if this is not interesting to you because i'm not sharing any juicy details of my life but it's kind of like a you don't get to take little kisses away from me i deserve to find them where i where i choose you don't get to just wake up one morning and take that away from me it was confusing because like it just felt like the writers were like, well, it doesn't really fit the brand for Kevin to have like a happy ending right now. So. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. It's like when you're watching New Girl. Yeah. OK. And they finally and, like, like, end there will up be, like, with like good partners and they're like settled. There will be three or four episodes where we're like, we're so into who Nick is dating right now. They have like a whole arc. They're making commitments to each other. And then like. The next episode, suddenly Olivia Munn is like, never mind. <laughs> That's literally, yeah. Yeah, and it's been an interesting... It was just like, and why did, why did Olivia Munn do that? And they're like, she only had a four-episode contract. She, she couldn't stick around any longer. And it's it's been interesting because it put me in a situation where I had I became just like aggressively, immediately homophobic. And as everyone knows, <laughs> I am... Um, openly you're one of the great homos I'm one of the great homos but the situation that 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 kevin fell into made me incredibly homophobic and really honestly that homophobia was so curing for me it was so healing to have the to gayest person that. you know be like i hate gay people now yes it was honestly so it's just really nice to like say something and you're like, this is frustrating, right? This is, and then everyone goes, yeah, that's frustrating. And you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it's a situation where if we went in, we, 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 we would be canceled if we complained we'd about be canceled. it. So yes, it's, we can't, um, we can't complain about the circumstances because it is no. a important, everyone in the picture is doing their eat, pray, love thing. But friend to friend, I became incredibly homophobic after. When eat, pray, loving goes wrong. When eat, pray, loving goes what wrong. happens when you eat, pray, and love too hard? Yeah, yeah, and, and the writers. When you was, take eating, praying, and loving too far. I mean, I will, I will say, they got me. That's kind of like what writing is all about. The writers being the powers that be that write our silly little lives for other people's enjoyment, yes. like. They they fooled me. They put you on a vacation where you were having a good time and things were going good. And it was like, things are finally yeah. going good for Kevin and I could finally rest and sleep well. And then it was like, boom, 
2024 next season yeah season they wrote me off the show and is like oh is he just gonna like go have a happy ending that's nice i'll miss that character but like that's nice that he just gets to like go have a go yeah greg i got gregged and uh unfortunately like greg i came crawling back you're too much of a fan favorite (laughs) yeah you're too much of a fan favorite they wanted you back in your little your little i'm i'm just in new york just trying to find love vibe they're like you cannot write a rom-com you cannot be writing these things kevin and have it all No, afraid not. Yeah, great, great material. It's going back in the in the rom com script when I'm done. When I'm done with this book, uh, the first draft of this book that I'm working on, it's back. It's back to the rom com minds, and uh, a lot of great new material. Really, just like a lot of we can really juice this thing up. There's a lot more. There's a lot more we can play with. There's a lot more we can work with now. Um, I did mention Crazy Ex Girlfriend on a date this weekend. Normally, I have a do not bring up that you have a podcast or two on a date mm, rule. That's... It's just never something that anyone is looking for. Actually, it's, I, f- I found that people are, are kind of curious about it, but I'm always very like, I'm th- there's, there are no metrics on my end. Uh, like all of it, like my co-host is the one that's kind of doing that and in it and in those spaces. And I have no idea who watches or listens and I have no attachment to anybody i'm trying like i posted on my own stuff and in that you have peace yes um so i it's it's not i'm like it is cringe but it's also i guess not cringe it's more if you want to hear how i talk to my closest friends uh what it's like to frame a conversation with my closest friends now here's a snippet of it (laughs) but like yeah yeah you brought up crazy ex-girlfriend on a date Yes, specifically the song A Diagnosis. And then, you know, and the the vibe felt right that I could then broach, oh yeah, I used to have a podcast where we talked about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And that that felt okay for once to bring to invoke that the fact that I have a podcast or two on a date and it wouldn't just like she wouldn't immediately grab her coat. You know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> there is there is taking the seat as a cis dude saying that you have a podcast where that's just immediately kind of like that's not interesting. Who cares about that? Not just not interesting, but it's like beige to red flag. It's in that sort of like salmon pink color territory. Yeah, where you're I've like, just encountered on dating apps like more than once someone saying no cops, no podcasters. Those are the two groups that are not welcome. That's really funny. We are the most persecuted group. I would, yeah. I it's hard. None to be more you. persecuted than we. And I'm, yeah. And I'm all, I'm all in now. I'm homophobic, and I am in your court. I'm like you, <laughs> go through the worst of it. That's sort of a joke, sort of not a joke. But I, where, where did I go? Where did I go? I'm still having COVID brain, which sucks. It makes me feel stupid. I had like first contact with humans yesterday and I tried to see friends. Well, I got good news for what you're up to tonight. What do you mean? You're going to be seeing friends. Yes. Oh, oh, F dot R dot I dot E dot N dot D dot S. I'm dyslexic. So that was actually incredibly impressive for me. That was really good. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I used to be a cheerleader and it was difficult um, because I was dyslexic. 
because you kept trying to spell friends. And they're like, no, you're supposed to spell West Side High or Cougars. You're supposed to spell Cougars and you like, kept spelling friends. Like anytime we had to spell anything out loud, I was just like kind of mouthing the consonants, just hoping. I'm like, just sort of like, kind of like a puppet, just opening my mouth up and down, like pretending like sounds coming out because I did not know. I could not spell in that moment that <laughs> quickly. Uh, I have no idea how football works either. As a cheerleader, I have no idea how the sport. I've tried. I would probably hurt. Yeah. I guess you don't. I guess you don't really have the to. captains. They're, have you're not to. calling the game. The captains need to know and need to be kind of like cute and fun about it because they need to kind of anticipate what kind of cheer you're doing. Sometimes it's specific to the play that's at hand, yeah. but the the captain calls out the cheer like we're doing ball fight. <laughs> And then you go, yeah. Oh, hey, we got the ball fight. <laughs> we got the Rams and the ball fight. The Rams go Rams, whatever the fuck. Yeah, and that's and that's well, I'm I'm glad that we can you know kind of bring this. We had that flashback to your past. Is it like like Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah. You know, it's like, and this is how Cat knows how to spell friends. <laughs> their their time on the their time on the cheerleading squad uh but yes anyone any listener who somehow doesn't know what we're doing uh can't read the title of the episode or anything like that uh in lieu of watching eat pray love to begin our year we decided to do something much easier something new for our show uh we're gonna be a watching some television and b it's not television that we've seen already we're gonna be watching it live and talking over it for you our beautiful listening audience we're gonna be doing the first Run the Julia's commentary track. If you want more commentary tracks after this, give us some money. It's something I'm willing to do more of. Um, but uh, for now, we're just going to be watching uh, Julia Roberts' appearance on the TV show Friends. Ever heard of it? Friends, very big plot point in uh, Leave the World Behind. I was going to say that. So... When you said that, I, I was like, I, this is going to come up on pod, and I'm not sure how, and I hope in a cool way. But that's crazy. Oh, you're you're gone now. Bye, Kevin. I'm on my own. And I okay, you're back. Sorry. I realized that when opening friends and I was like, wait, that means that the little girl she saw Julia Roberts saw, on friends. Saw Julia her mom on friends, but her mom's not, and it just kinda like brings the whole Julia verse together and I think that's really crazy kind of funny i think that's beautiful time to unite the julias and uh and that's and that's what we're gonna do here today so yes uh listening audience we are going to be watching season two episodes 12 and 13 the one after the super bowl parts one and two julia might only be in part two we'll find out uh, uh, just a fun little fact about these episodes before we press play. These are the two most watched episodes of Friends of all time. This is the highest rated episodes of Friends, which was itself a very popular television program. And the reason they were so popular is because they aired after the Super Bowl, as the episode titles might lead you to believe. Are the Chiefs in the playoffs right now? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. Uh, I can tell you the Super Bowl is February 11th because I looked it up for scheduling this episode. Um, I want to say yes. I just think that's that, kind of amazing. That Taylor Swift is still in the playoffs. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, how did she know to hitch her wagon 
all the way to the playoffs. It'll be so nuts when they win this year. Yeah. And it will be undeniable that it was the Taylor Swift influence. There's nothing else you can say. Yeah, because I don't really know how you, like, you know, win sport. It's just, yeah. It's not your world. No. No, but it's confusing when you're like, yeah, this team can win. Because you're like, it's just people in the, it's theater. It's like putting theater against theater, but also it's sports. It's improv. Mm, so it's, true. <laughs> <laughs> Football is yes and. Yeah, it's true. You know, if I snap the football, then, you know, what happens? Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, yes and, I will catch it and I will throw it. But there, I guess. Or yes and. I guess there's a level a, of a group synergy where you kind of do know the group mind. You kind of can anticipate each other's whatever. But still, it is still yes. in the moment. It's still theater. <laughs> Sports. Absolutely. So true. So I have pulled up the episode of at zero seconds, Great. and uh, I would encourage you and any listeners that want to follow us along to do the same thing. Uh, I hope this will be good listening, even if you're not sitting down to watch two episodes of Friends with us. And uh, I think we're I think we're about to have a gay old time. Can't tell you the last time I watched Friends. I definitely haven't watched it since Matthew passed, so that's going to be hard. I of think. Of course. I think I I was the age of the girl and leave the world behind. I was like 12 or 13 when mm-hmm. I was really, really into friends and watched it to escape like a horrible family vacation, extended family vacation with the, uh, the Bush right. family um, in Maine, famously where they have their little like peninsula, Kenny Bunkport, um, Walker's Point. They mm-hmm. have like closed off all to secret service and it's this sort of like tourist destination it was one of those summers, I think, where I started watching Friends on like a little DVD player um, alone in wow. my room as much as possible. And then I had a friend who's now like a pretty popular comedian, alt comedian in L.A. who's also maybe a sociopath. And I thought he seemed a lot like Chandler Bing. And it's because he like stole a lot of his personality from Chandler as a tween um so that's my connection to friends is i like was very of all of them i was attached most to the chandler and i found myself drawn to like the chandler of any friend group whenever i (sighs) yeah friends hence why you're here right now (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah i um i was i'm a little young to have been in, like, the Friends wave when it was happening. I definitely remember watching the finale live just because it seemed like a major event, and I loved television, and I didn't have a lot of channels. So the Friends finale was happening, and I definitely watched that live. I had no context for uh, what was going on (laughs) or who these people were, but I I knew people were excited for the last episode of Friends. And that's most... I've... I've seen probably a decent amount of this show. It used to be, you know, playing reruns all the time. Um, but I've never sat down to, like, watch it. I've never queued it up on a streaming service. You know what I mean? Just not just not my show. My mom, apparently, when she was in labor with me for 30 hours, and I was two weeks late, so I was really not excited about coming into this world for good reason. And... I guess Friends was playing like marathon playing in the background. It was like wow. in syndication. You were born to Friends. I was born to Friends, so that it felt significant when wow. I was when I was in middle school. But then 
as you and I both know, living in New York is nothing like this world of friends. So not these crazy friends. It did not follow me into my adult life at all. Yeah. Dang. Uh, all right. So I got them subbies on. All right. So I got the episode queued up. You got the epi queued up? Yes. All right. Then we are going to press play in five, four, three, two, one. Instrumental music. Now, this sounds exactly like the Roseanne theme song. And I wish I was watching Roseanne instead. <gasps> Do you think this is going to turn into the monkey scene from Nope? I hope so. Um, Gordy's home. Also, I'm pretty sure the voiceover guy is the same guy that voices Winnie the Pooh. Aw, I loved Winnie the Pooh growing up. I think that's Jim Cummings. There's our friends. Is this when they adopt the monkey? I don't remember anything. Oh, no, they already had the monkey, according to the lore. I think I wanted to be the Phoebe of the friend group. I think if I was like, if I have to perform... You're a very natural Phoebe. Yeah, I think that was sort of my, like, vibe for whenever I was typecasted or put in situations. I was very Phoebe. And I think people thought I looked in the Rachel universe, but I definitely acted more as a Phoebe. Mm. No, you're you're a hundred percent Phoebe from from this cast, and like a smarter Joey. Thank you. I I want to be aesthetically Joey. I want to kind of yeah. bring to parties. I want to bring a Chandler um, sense of humor, but I think kind of my default, my personality higher vibe is Phoebe. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the perfect person really blends the six key <laughs> components of the, the last airbender. You know, you, you control the Phoebe and the Ross and, and the yeah, Rachel. Yeah, and astrology. You can, you can bend any elements. In astrology, I'm a Joey. I'm a Phoebe rising. Yeah. I'm like a Joey Venus. And I'm a Rachel mm, rising, maybe? Sure. And then sure, a Phoebe sure. sun I'm... and a Phoebe moon. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm a base Chandler. Definitely. But there's, I feel like there's some Monica in me. There's definitely uh, some, I would say little... you're Monica moon for sure. Moon is like sort of the emotional world. And yeah. I feel like you're definitely emotionally gotcha. a Monica. I think so. Which um... she used to stress me out as a kid. I was like, she is very like, adult like she's just like her issues yes. and her thoughts and her feelings are very like what adults think about she's definitely somebody who played house in like preschool and kindergarten i never played house i always wanted to be the dog like i did not understand why are we playing house <laughs> honestly that's the best gig in the house <laughs> i was like who's the animal like i want to be the pet dog the pet cat like i know I hated anything maternal. I also didn't want to do the dad thing because I was like, I don't know what dads do. My dad's always gone. Yeah, of course. Right. Dads are, well, if you're playing house and you're doing your dad, it's like, well, see you guys. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently I was that kid that when they'd be like, draw your family, I would always d draw dad in a plane. He was oh, <laughs> brutal. He was always, and then they would be like me and Alex and my mom and my dog and dad's traveling. <laughs> 
Wow, that's honestly that's incredible. Kid kid drawings are the deepest form of psychology. This guy's kind of hot, Rob Donnan. This Rob Donnan fella, I want to see what he's up to. I was thinking, honestly, kind of the same thing about Lisa Kudrow. You ever notice how attractive Lisa Kudrow is? I, like, go back and forth. I do need to revisit the show Feel Good, which Mae Martin brings up a lot because it's their, mm. like, auteur beautiful piece or whatever. And um, she plays the mom in that. I also want to watch The Comeback again because I remember I watched The Comeback. Yes. And she was really good in that. Um, Absolutely. She's very funny. She was kind of the friend... That got absorbed into, like, the larger comedy community. You know, between stuff like The Comeback or, like, Kimmy Schmidt. It felt like Lisa Kudrow was the one that everyone was like, we all agree she has, like, real comedic chops, even by pretentious comedy nerd standards. Yeah, she plays serious in a funny way. Like, when, yeah. Yeah. She's a very and she needed has levels. Type. There's, there's layers that she can play. There's different archetypes. Oh, the boys, by the way, in the scene, they're going through something. I don't know what it is, but the, the stakes uh, are know. high. People are laughing. Not really absorbing the friends. Also, them shutting their apartment door stressed me out. I'm like, they just locked themselves out. Yeah, I know that th that was a scene in Friends, like, got the keys. And it was like, no, you oh. said got the keys. Got the keys? I don't remember what episode. Every Obviously. moment of my life, I'm checking the keys. I have a tile on my key. So that I can find Love it. Love that. This is actually Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. This is a really interesting exercise in ADHD for me. Potting, <laughs> watching, talking. Yeah. I've like I will finish. I think you're doing great so far. Maybe this is the way my brain works. But I also, this is your future. This is this is definitely an example of one of our pods oh, where fuck. I'm going to listen back and I'm going to find stuff that I didn't find before. That's the guy from all the. That's um, Fred Willard. Yeah. He's in oh, all the Christopher guests. Oh. Yes. He passed? A few years ago, I think. One of the fucking funniest people to ever live, Fred Willard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Fred. Ah, uh, Fred. <laughs> I love him. He, um... Uh, not that this is his enduring legacy. He, much like Pee Wee Herman, uh, got caught jerking off in a porno theater. Oh. But um, everyone really gay. came to his aid. Everyone really came yeah, to his side. Because he wasn't They were gay like, what else it. are those for? He, you, they were like, you weren't doing it in a gay way. So they were yeah. fine. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I was doing it in a strictly perverted way. And they're like, that's totally fine. That's we are fine with a little normal perversion. Wow, there are real animals in the background of this scene on Friends. Yeah, where's There's like a real orangutan on it? the set of Friends. This is a very monkey themed episode. Well, I'm loving that. I guess I love an ape. There was probably something plot wise that got mm. us from A to B to C with the monkey in the I zoo, but so. I just missed it. Honestly, look at these look at these fits that our friends are rocking. It is interesting how many cameos are in shows like this, but it still exists in a universe where celebrities are celebrities, and you kind of have to pick right. and choose, like, who's a celebrity and who's a character. Yes. Sitcoms are crazy and Like, when that. Brad Pitt was on the show, I don't remember if he was playing Brad Pitt. Is that how he and Jenny Jen, Jenny, Jenny Aniston, is that how they got together, or were they together, and that's why he came on? That's an excellent question that I don't have the answer to, but it is one of those. I wish I was gay enough, but like old school gay enough to know 
Ooh, I love this fit. She's the definitely, fit? yeah. Phoebe definitely gives she they. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, she's like, eh, gender, it's whatever. I'll do this for now, is what wow. I get from her. I am growing a massive crush on young Lisa Kudrow. It's real. This this will take over. She's the rest definitely of my, my life. in your. She's definitely in your like pocket. Like when I think oh, about yeah, um, Rachel Bloom, and then think of her. Definitely same universe. She's, yeah, that's definitely the pocket. That's definitely that eight balls going in the corner pocket. Hundred percent. I want to point out if we still see it. There's a really weird cutout like policeman in the background. Okay. Of this. Keep my eyes peeled for the police, as I always am. A cab. A cab. How do you feel about people putting A cab in their Tinder bios? It means nothing. It's just performative. Um, I get that we're trying, you know, you don't want anyone that won't align with your political values, but I think it's the same thing as putting a black square on your Instagram. I also, like, recently, I'm really resisting putting anywhere in my bio any of my frustrations of other people's bios because I hate when other people are petty about it. But I am starting yes. to get like overwhelmed by this option on one of the dating apps field that says hetero flexible. And I just kind of want to yell. That. I kind of want to scream get it away from me. so loudly every time I see it in public, anywhere. What the fuck does hetero flexible mean? What does that's that mean? That's an old one that we're bringing back. That's like, that's a friends era term of like, well, I'm straight, but, you know, I might, if I have a, a, too many drinks, I might uh, make out with a fella. I just have zero idea how I'm supposed to engage. I'm pretty sure, like, all of those people probably haven't matched with me because I'm like, does that include right. non-binary people? Or what does that include in your brain? Like, what? Yeah, there's, you're right. There's, there's, it's actually a bad term. Get it out of there. <laughs> Get it, put it back in the 90s where it belongs. Okay, how did Joey get this date with, oh, she's so funny, Brooke Shields, throwing her head back in revelry. Is it real Brooke Shields, or is it a character Brooke Shields is portraying? I think it's a character. Oh, because yeah, he's a hand model? Yeah. Is she a fan of is his hand, hand model? model? Or is he playing a doctor on TV, and she's, like, obsessed with... Do you think Quentin wow. Tarantino directed this scene? But Quentin Handentino, you know, the, the good Quentin Tarantino who loves hands. Uh, okay, yes, Joey is on a soap opera, and she thinks that the soap opera is real, I guess? And he is, there's something going on with monkeys. And he's chilling. There's something going on with the monkeys. That is Dan Castellaneta, voice of Homer Simpson. Wow. I want to know. Homer. I wanna Homer's on Friends. I want to see his architectural digest. I want to see what his home looks like. <laughs> oh, massive. It must be like a city block. Yeah, voice of Homer. What is his home Voice of like? Homer and many other beloved characters for th nearly 40 years. I'm about to go down a research hole that is not really necessary. <laughs> Yeah, hold on. Dan Castellaneta House. Is he a Taurus? What is his sign? These are important. Dan Castellaneta. Birthday, October 29th. Oh, he's a Scorpio. 
According to the LA Times, he owns a $3.05 million home okay. right on the ocean. That's Looks beautiful. $3.5 million. Well, on the ocean, fabulous. Um, exactly. It's, you know, it looks tasteful, Dan, th- and I'm happy five is actually a pretty, like, conservative number for, yeah. Maybe he has, like, a ranch or something. He's probably got multiple, multiple casas. Homer and maybe, ranch. you know, maybe that's all. Maybe Casa Castellaneta, that's all he needs, you know? You know what makes me really happy? He's had the same spouse since the 80s. Hell yeah, King. And then, so that means she got with him, like, before Homer money, you know? Yeah. He was just an L.A. comedian. And I kind of want to, you know, somehow find my way into that corner of the sky. (laughs) You want to be a Mrs. Castellaneta? You yeah, want to I break want to detransition. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cuck Mrs. Castellaneta. I would do that. I, also, for anyone listening, like, I would say probably like seventy percent of our listeners, whatever couple you're in, I'm down to come in and spice <laughs> things up. You know, I think you just made some one listener's day. I think the listener's going to have a very big uh, talk with their partner later. DM me. DM, if you're too shy, DM TV's Kevin Lanigan. And um, yeah, and I'll pass it on. We'll set something up because I do (laughs) enjoy, I do enjoy that activity. And I am thinking about branching into more OnlyFans content. Um, Love that. But I don't know how. So more will be revealed. (laughs) Huh, but I I don't take heteroflexible couples. I'm sorry, because <laughs> I don't no, know what it's, that it, means. I, it's a line, and I think it's an okay one to draw. No cops, no podcasters, no heteroflexibility. <laughs> uh, <gasps> the monkey was stolen, cat. You believe everything the zoo tells you. I do. If a zoo tells me an animal fact, I take it to heart. Yeah. We love I, the zoo, don't we, folks? I actually waffle back and forth between loving the zoo and being stressed out by the zoo. It's it's a very complicated issue. It provides a lot of, obviously, like, preservation for animals. But, yes. yeah, I do also. It's hard for me to look at, you know, like, a cage with an animal in it. I'm like, that also bums me out a little bit. It's like that, both things. That's a pretty small cage for an opossum. Yeah. And that's just, like... I, I know they have, like, back areas, you know, like, that door back there opens up, and that's where they go, like, at night. But, you know, still, it's, that's a tough road to hoe. Also, why is there a possum in the zoo? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants, who's going to the zoo to see the possum? They just want a, <laughs> they want a contained environment for the possum. They're like, we want, we want this to be on our terms, not your terms. We gotta make sure this, this little critter is still, you know, we can preserve their species. We well, can keep the possum race going. Well, also when you see a possum, you know, it's kind of, it's them. It's on their terms. They're doing their thing. With a zoo, you get to be the oh, dom yeah. and you get to observe them, which is gross, but mm, how zoos work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a big possum supporter. I just, yeah, I don't fuck with them. I let them uh, live their lives. They just showed an establishing shot of the New York City Public Library with the lions outside. Am I supposed to understand that they are inside that building right now? I think, yes. They, it looks like they're that's, in, like, the children's room or something. That's insane. They don't do anything in that library. There's no books in there. Ooh, yay, songs. I want to... Uh, 
I do have my grandpa's guitar here just out of frame, even though this is a audio medium. Um, yeah. And I and I will strum it once my room is put in place. Good. I will strum it, and I, I might take in. I might go into my Phoebe era, but in L.A. Wow. I love that. L.A. West Coast Phoebe. Look at all of these. Both coasts must have one for balance. Boring, boring tones. Like they're. Yeah, very just brown. It's brown in here, which honestly maybe feels accurate to like these dudes apartment, you know? Yeah, but just like a very earthy costume design. Erica, not Brooke Shields. Wow, she's he's he's going for another round with Brooke Shields after all that. So her whole thing is this she is thinks he's a privilege. She thinks he's a real doctor, but yeah, that's actually so. the thesis of this episode is pretty privilege. You can be crazy if yeah. you're pretty. You know, if Brooke Shields licked my hand on date one, there probably would be a date two. I who am I lying to? You know. Yeah, she has trouble distinguishing fiction from reality. Although that is something that used to happen to real soap opera actors. Really? You know, they would get, like, shit thrown on them in public because of what their character did. That's really funny. It's very funny. I guess that was sort of Draco Malfoy's journey. There's quite a few villains of our lifetime yeah. that have been like, I stopped enjoying acting because of how people treated me. Yes, uh, that actually a very common story, I think. How can you be here and there? Oh. oh, no, she really, she really doesn't understand. This is wild. She's unwell. I don't really get, yeah, I'm with Rachel here. Kind of like, they're keeping, are we they're doing keeping kayfabe. They're yeah. deciding to do a soap opera because that's the only language she understands. Uh Ah, they're having fun. They're having fun. Yeah, I would do this. Yeah, come on. I would do a bit like this. Just a little water. Everybody's drinking water. That's fine. You did a bit on a date recently. What was the bit? Was the bit the date? You're like, let's do... Yes, the we we had most of our DMs had been about committing to bits uh, to the extent of personal and financial ruin, and we decided to call the date a bit, and we committed to the bit by going on the date. Yeah, was it? How, how did you stay in character? How did you stay in the bit? Uh, we did a. It's very tough to stay, you know, committed to a bit for that long. Uh, but you know, I managed to do it as a as a method actor. You didn't just leave the date when you were like, "This is too hard." I don't believe. Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't broke character it. between takes. That's everybody. They're matching. They're matching. I love that shirt. On both of them. Yeah. I, I said like, it about one and then I meant it for both. I have like a navy version of the corduroy shirt no one cares i, I got to get me a corduroy shirt the carhartt has like a work also made well men um Uniqlo. i know i got i got options Uniqlo, oh Uniqlo probably. is the fucking place to get yourself a corduroy shirt i fucking love that place Uniqlo 
does miracles for somewhat affordable fashion that looks good and is pretty comfortable. I think the way that Banana Republic used to be, yeah, Uniqlo kind Uniqlo's of made got it now. way better. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, little do you know, David Schwimmer, a virus did take Manhattan. <laughs> Just like the Muppets. She's booked and blessed. Look at all these gigs. Yeah, she's playing <gasps> gigs all over the city. Oh my god! Did you ever see Sister Sister? No. She, he was a little brother and Sister Sister. Aw. The brother of Sister Sister? <laughs> yeah. He was... Oh, do the the kids love her? Aww. Fans. This is how you build a fan base, people. Absolutely. (gasps) Gay rights. Oh, my God. Fair enough. Wait, this is so progressive. We're biphobic on this show now. That was so progressive to sing that for children. Oh, my God. I'm so so Phoebe. Phoebe's and I, yeah, hundred percent. We knew it, and I'm glad you're you're truly realizing it. This is one of those moments where you're like, yeah, this is L.A. pretending to be New York. Why do they? Oh, hundred percent. Why do they? Yeah, do this, this is not New York. This is a, a studio back lot. You don't get Castellaneta to fly out to New York. What is this, Space Jam One? Everybody get up, it's time to slam down. We got a real thing going on. Welcome to the Space Jam. All right. Come on in jail. We're going to slam. That's going to work. That's going to work. Look at that denim on denim. That's going to work. The mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. Aw, look at a little monkey. Chandler gave him a dirty look. That's just how the song goes. Joey's doing his part, Chandler. Hey. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. wow. And look at that bow on story. Wow. Bow on story, tight 23 minutes. Maybe I like Friends. Maybe Friends is all right. Maybe I've been giving it a bad rap. So. I'm not going to like put it on, but if it's on when I'm like in a hotel, you know what I mean? Okay. So where did the, where did the Julia Roberts element come? She's got to be in part two. Okay. Because, of course, we are watching episodes 12 and 13. She must only be in 13. Here we go. Rolling in. Close set. Friends with the monkey. (laughs) Okay, we are doing part two. He's in character. He's the talent. He's the talent. He's got a lot on his mind. What do you think's on his rider besides bananas? <laughs> no, it's just bananas. Should I find the rider that 
the craziest writer that I ever had to retrieve. Yeah. Okay, let me go find it. It was for Ashley Graham. Oh, from Walking Dead? I don't no. know. She's like a model. Oh, okay. I was thinking of probably Ashley Green. Now, Ashley Graham is a model. Mm -mm -mm -mm. No one told me life was gonna be this way. We might be slightly out of sync now, you and I, but that's okay. Oh, no. I'm looking at Lisa Kudrow's credit. I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. Uh, there's a great deleted scene on the Blu-ray for Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, where all the guests just start going off about the Friends theme song. How it wasn't a real song, it was just a theme song, but it was so popular they made it a real song. By the Rembrandts or whoever. There she is! <gasps> She's playing a makeup technician. <laughs> they made her someone uh, get it? actors. Huh? What if that's it? <laughs> what if that's Julia's whole bit? Nope. Is she going to go out with Chandler? Did they kiss in the class play? Oh, no. I was very wrong about where that was going. Are they gonna kiss? Holy shit. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme on TV's Friends. Are you still retrieving the NDA? <laughs> yeah, I I can't find it. I can't find the writer. It was crazy, I love though. that Monica's hot for Jean-Claude Van Damme. The key moment of the writer that I'm looking for is I had to get uh -huh. a specific Manuka honey from Whole Foods in wow. a glass shelf that they keep away from customers. You have to ask someone to unlock it. And, of course, they didn't use it. Like... No, of course not. They never do. Um, a lot of that stuff is just for the talent to 
feel like people are actually reading their writer. You know, the most legendary one being M&Ms or whatever. oh, we need a, a bowl full of only brown M&Ms. Mm-hmm. And like the reason that was in, I think, Bon Jovi's writer, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Aerosmith was because, you know, their shows use a lot of pyrotechnics and things and it could get very dangerous if people weren't reading the instructions. So the brown M&Ms thing is there so they know, oh, the venue did read the papers that we sent them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is the general thought with writers, but then I think there's also a level of, like, she was pregnant, and it was, like, a very short set, but I guess was, like, I think the hardest part about those sets was, like, how much food waste (laughs) happened constantly, and it was really expensive food waste, but then they would, like, pinch pennies in other areas like, I was being paid minimum wage, like, flat rate. But then, like, there I was throwing yeah. away Manuka honey. It just was... I get it. Silly. It's annoying. Um, I was just... Julia Roberts was coming on so aggressively to Chandler Bing. It must have felt good. That was the power of Chandler. Must have felt good. No one's asking me how many times you have to touch your arm before we go on a date. No one's asking that of me. I don't have Chandler's Riz. I haven't seen anybody like that, though. I haven't seen that in the world. Yeah, I think that might be made up. (laughs) Wow. Van Damme was a plot point in the show Sense8, right? Did you ever see that? I did not watch the show Sense8. Okay. Look at that. But Jean-Claude Van Damme shirt. is a big fixture in my favorite uh, bad action movies to watch on Tubi with ads. That shirt, there's a lot happening with it. There's a lot, a lot of, of print. A lot I'm of trying words. to figure out. Experience three. They're fighting over Jean-Claude Van Damme. Ladies, there's enough JCVD to go around. Remember when hookup, like, strictly meant hang out? Yeah. I wonder and now, when, I now I'm just picturing shift... Ross fucking a bunch of birds. Yeah, I wonder when that shift, like, happened. I wonder when, when it yeah. was like, okay, it actually more often means this than this now. Right. Mm, that's a good question. Are we there? Hmm hookup culture i feel like it's probably like early 2000s when they start doing stuff like the secret you know mystery and the game and stuff like that i feel like that's probably when it starts like changing around you know also there's a background actor in this scene that has the rosiest cheeks of all time (laughs) like a fucking cartoon kid on a box of cookies rosy cheeks holy shit get it chandler Get it? He's gonna nut. Okay. Starting to think 
she's not actually super into Chandler, and this might be an elaborate ruse <laughs> to pay him back for something that happened when they were 11. It's very queer what's, what's happening. Honestly, like, if it wasn't an elaborate setup for uh, punishment, you know? It's sexy. I do enjoy secret, secret, having little secret things in public places. I think it's fun. Yeah. Like, remember when I it's put... It's just, you know, it's just the two of you. Remember when I put keys up my coot for no reason for an entire I'll podcast? I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget. And uh, that clip will always be available for public consumption. Yeah. Listen back to our archives. There was a moment for no reason, no real good reason, that I put keys up my coot oh, for, a good an reason. It's a real for an entire episode. Reason. No, it wasn't. A, it was a, It was a, in the middle of an episode, and I do believe they were removed <laughs> before episodes end. That's true. Halfway through the episode, but it wasn't communicated that it yeah. was there until the you episode an, was over. You made an extended period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like... And then I your keys were just like that. Yeah, and I like... <laughs> your keys rusted, kinda... oxidized. Mm -hmm. I forgot to kind of execute <laughs> the punchline. So then they were kind of just up there, and I was like, how am I gonna... What's gonna be the punchline here how am i gonna take these out in a way that's meaningful yeah i do seem to have committed to the bit myself into a real corner here vis-a-vis -vis <laughs> keys vis-a-vis -vis cooter coot keys uh-oh that sweater looks so itchy i would never wear it oh you're talking i was thinking the opposite i'm like get me in that sweater right now no i am so textually uh, adverse to most sweaters. Uh, that On that, we are opposites. They're such tiny ladies. They really are. There's like They're no petite. body diversity between the three of them. They're just like tiny white ladies in the 90s. Yeah. The audience, man, the, the crowd is going nuts. They're loving this. People yeah, They're people cheering. love when women women get physical. Yeah, I guess in this period of time, the early 90s, that was like, oh, it's so hot when women fight. Oh, it's so... When two chicks are having a cat fight, I j that just makes me so hot. When two women say Rachel and Monica are fighting over... Action superstar Jean-Claude Van Damme's affection. It just makes me so hot. And then Phoebe's just sort of like vibing as like a sort of witchy art teacher. Yeah. Oh, man. Phoebe, DM me. Yeah. I was hoping that would be the, the joke. It would be that his, his wangle's hanging out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was wondering who this uh, woman was. <laughs> I was wondering who this non-Julia Roberts was.
All right, cat. Someone okay. puts ice in their mouth and it's licks the same you all god. over. It's the same god. Because <laughs> this god is prioritizing Chandler Bang for going to a yeah. Catholic high school. So same god as the god that I referred to at the beginning of that. Another confirmation. Yeah. Unfortunately, we do have a Catholic god. <laughs> Our god is a Catholic god. He reigns. <laughs> what about ice cube mouth body? What? Um, well, Julia Roberts just said, I want to put this ice cube in my mouth and lick you all over. Is that, that sounds uncomfortable to me. No, Am it's I wrong? great. I've done it. <laughs> I enjoy. Okay. Anything with ice. Great, great vibes. Ice all around. All right. What is happening? Haha. This is I Alright, so we're going to have new megawatt superstar Julia Roberts on our television program, friends. Is this like the best use of your young Julia Roberts? As like a known quantity? It's just just doing weird sexual mischief yeah but i think to a malicious end yeah she's stealing his clothes i knew it why though this is such an elaborate way to pay someone back I want to be Susie Underpants. Underpants is a fun name to have. What is your revenge fantasy? Let's dock some people. What is your, Mm. what is your this? I don't think I have a this, which is disappointing. I, I, I think I have a separate thing, but if you have a this, I would love to hear it. I feel like I have a little bit of an equivalent of this. Like I keyed somebody's car once, but it, it was it wasn't like twenty years later. It was like two weeks later, just so you wouldn't be able to attach the incident that happened or that I perceived happened between us and connect the dots. I wanted there to be enough time away that it would be too random. So I felt like two weeks mm. was a good amount of time to key somebody's car in revenge. Of something that happened. Right. Because then you'd be like, where did this come it from? It could have been anything. Yeah. I can't draw an A to B connection between this and events of earlier today. No way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like it'd be fun. Hmm. There's some hmm. guys that I think it would be fun to, to do gay sex with now that they were so ah. weird to me. When I was a hot girl, I would love for one of them to sneak into my grinder DMs. I think that would be so fun to be like, Ooh. to be like, hey, okay, yeah, I kind of knew too. I knew that. I knew. Yeah. So that would be fun. Yeah. To just get the body count up, but out of revenge 
because I felt like I, I didn't I'll... have a lot of agency. Mm-hmm. I felt like they had all the power when I was a girl, a drunk girl. And so now it'd be kind of fun to flip the script and be be gay. Why? Wait, I missed why pasta is going in the handbag. Because sweater is being destroyed because Jean-Claude Van Damme is just too fucking sexy. Mm. Classic hijinks. Wow, Phoebe is so you. She just asked why it was happening. I gotta say, the Friends studio audience is really easy. These folks, they just want to laugh at anything. I do kind of miss the studio audience. Am I crazy for that? I wish more shows were just like little plays. I don't miss studio audiences because they always stressed me out as a kid. I was like... They're laughing at things that I How don't... are they doing scene transitions? Well, I just didn't understand how, like, I was like, things aren't funny, but they're laughing anyway. They're laughing at the things that I don't want to laugh at, and then I'm laughing at things that don't have a laugh in the background. It just made me feel very other. <laughs> I didn't feel part you of. You feel outside, right? I wouldn't want to be a part of any studio audience that would have me as a member. Chandler, just come out of the bathroom. Come on out. Come on out. Let me see. Wouldn't it be crazy if Chandler wore women's underwear? I know that this series is famously bad about trans stuff. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Just show us his ass. Come on. I feel like I still have dreams like this. This is wacky. Where I'm accidentally naked (laughs) in different public settings. Yeah. But you like it. You're doing it on purpose. No. Not in the dreams. Aw, bummer. Yeah. I definitely have stress dreams about being naked in public. About Joey Tribbiani seeing you in underpants? And the studio audience is laughing at you and your old old fears, your old phobias come roaring back. What's weird is, like, I'm actually more of an exhibitionist, so, like, when it's on my terms, I would love to be naked in public settings. 
Yeah. Then I have fears of it happening. Context is so important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Monkey. I'm honestly glad we did these episodes of Friends this way because I don't think if we watched this and like talked about it, it would be <laughs> interesting or good. I wouldn't remember any of the plot. No, no way. I guess there must be like friends episode by episode recap podcast, but I just, what are they talking about on that show? What do we do with the dead air? Do we just assume people are listening along? How does. Yeah. Okay. I or just you... like, there's a little second of dead air. I listen to, now I'm an insane person. Don't do anything that I do, but I, they're my favorite show has a bonus feed where they do commentaries and I just listen to them. Was listening to the one going to the library earlier. Oh, monkey. Bye-bye. Monkey. I love monkeys, but you should never have a monkey as a pet. They're just not, they're not built for it. No, in about a minute, my automatic cat feeder is going to feed my cat, which is pretty exciting. I now get video surveillance of my cat eating, and it tells me when there's movement. And that is the end. Wow. Oh, wait. And that was Friends. Is there a there, post credit? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it cut off the end. All yeah, right. I had to press X. Oh, I'm still watching this great scene. Well, that was that. Was that. And we did it. And you can't, that was that. And you hey, can't, audience. And you do you want us to you can't say we didn't do, do this it. again? Yeah. Can't say we didn't do it. Would audience, did you like this? Did you do was this was this good for you? Um, let us know. And uh yeah, if you're looking for a third DM Cat Scott <laughs> Cat Scott online. And um now friends is in my max history. You've taken over my ex's profile on my max subscription. Go to the go and, to the profile. And you know, twenty twenty four is for for healing for go, progress. Go to the profile. Go see see what I did. Look at my new brand. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Grave of exes. Oh, and you put uh, you put Barbie on there. Weird Barbie. You put uh, weird Barbie. Something that we didn't culturally talk enough about when talking about the Barbie movie was Weird Barbie. Was was weird barbie um you know i love kate mckinnon it, it was kind of a fun uh borderline cameo i just you know it's not it just wasn't for me a lot of meat on those bones no there wasn't really like a real meaty stew it's kind of like the show friends it was like yeah it was kind of fun you know it was, it was fun when i was watching it but i have nothing to say in the in the aftermath that was that was two episodes of friends all right friends has a specific sense of humor it's that sitcom sense of humor where you're like this just doesn't translate in real life. You can't, like, deliver things this way. But then you no. laugh when it's a sitcom. Very confusing. Has always confused my brain. It makes me feel like I'm in that that neurodivergent umbrella where I start leaning towards autistic is when I watch things like this. I'm like, ah, perceiving human interaction. <laughs> this is that I don't understand. Not computing. Yeah. As far as Revenge of My Enemies goes, um, there's no specific instances that I'm looking for big payback for. I just kind of want everyone who's ever spurned me romantically or in a friendship setting to look upon my future successes with ire and anger. Um, it's really just sort of more of a general 
umbrella. I want everyone who's ever spurned me romantically to go, damn it. That's what I want. Yeah, I was like crying earlier today about the state of um, my work and success and what it means for me. And if I never find popular success and that's okay. And coming to terms with it and grieving those identities and things. Because one thing that's nice mm-hmm. about <laughs> about about fame is having that you know my song thank you next is gonna play everywhere you go in public you can't escape it and this is about you my like taylor swift song like about this ex dear john it's gonna play all these places and you know it's about you and you can't escape it this movie is gonna be a cultural touchstone for queer people and it's about you and you can't escape it and people are going to bring it up in conversations all the time like that is a good revenge feeling but i don't think it actually really ultimately does anything but it is a fantasy no no it's a hollow uh uh, fantasy at best but uh a fantasy nonetheless and uh, so that's what I want. I also want everyone in the world to look at all the times that I've suffered and go like, damn, he's really suffered. He deserves a cookie. And that's a flaw of mine. That's I, something that I you know, need you. to address. I some days I'd be like, yeah, that's a little self-indulgent. But I'm I'm in that with you today specifically. I need a Amazing. fucking cookie to get out of this bed because I, I need a cookie and I need everyone to go. Mm, damn, this guy's had it hard. Here's, I, a, here's yeah. a damn gingerbread cookie. Here's a ginger snap, you know? Yeah, I need a I need a raise. I need a raise that says you're smart and people notice, you know. <laughs> and people talk about it when you're not around. How smart you are, they notice that, and they care. That's fine. They can talk. I, just can I? Where are my cash and prizes? I'm gonna stop bitching soon. Yeah. But where are they? No, Let's manifest okay. them. 2024. We're manifesting. 2024. La la la! I had COVID. You had eat, pray, love. Let's let's get let's get some better vibes going collectively i do think a fun bit for the eat pray love episode would be if we went on a brief eat pray love sojourn and then we should meet up in a city and like eat pray love but pick something like affordable that... and random like like yeah, tennessee it's not a bad idea or like north carolina oh, tennessee yeah what if we went to Mem- what if we went to nashville what I've if we eat pray to, loved in nashville i've never nashville. been to nashville that would actually be so funny we brought a zoom That's mic around not a bad idea we bring a zoom mic and we just like yeah like talk we go to like we just, different we, bars. we pray love yeah we eat, pray love you pray love Nashville. that's not a bad idea <laughs> okay y'all eat, pray, if you want to if you want to pay for that's our so yearly funny. subscription uh that kevin pays for that i'm still in debt to please donate to kevin's patreon that if you already are doing that that means you get to listen to this a week early congratulations congratulations um, aren't you so lucky I'm Kat Scott. Use they, them pronouns famously on and off Instagram intermittently. Would love to start an OnlyFans. Just like give, you know, give money, give generously because we can do some crazy stuff if we had the money to do it. And we love to do things. We could eat, pray, love Nashville. We could eat, pray, love Nashville. We're currently an openly bi-coastal friendship and like could really use some unification and unification requires dollars. So... It sure does. It sure does. Yeah, I'm TV's Kevin Lanigan everywhere. Movies for Babies is the other monthly uh, movie show that I do. And uh, you can support not only this show, not only get episodes early, but you can support all this other shit that I'm doing, all the film projects that are in various stages of post-production, my yearly sojourn out to Salt Lake City to film a bunch of shit in secret. 
all that stuff patreon.com slash tvs kevin is the best way also we we've done it twice and i assume i'm doing it again later this year um and uh you know uh, another thing we never bring it up on this show wherever you are listening to this there's probably a way to rate and review us you should just do that yeah it's very easy yeah just give us five stars or leave us a nice review if you don't know what to say just, you can just say what I'm about to say. Just say five star Hello. no homo. Hello, five star no homo. That's what you say. And we'll know <laughs> that the friends sent you. Ross, Rachel, Phoebe, and the rest. You know, um, those white friends of the 90s. My favorite white friends. Favorite white, white friends. Oh, when they reboot friends, friends and there's not white people in it. How have they not rebooted Friends. I, Either with the original not, friends or like a Gossip Girl reboot situation. Yeah, we don't need to. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole. We don't other need to thing. put that curse into the universe. I we just don't, mean like <laughs> that is something that we talk all the way through. We kind of run each option out if we start talking about that because it could go so so wrong. It could be so so fun. It could be so in the middle. It could be so many yeah. things. I just feel like every it, they must. Well, I guess there's one very key problem with trying to reboot the original six friends at this moment Hologram. but i'm just surprised that we never did it we did every other popular show from around that time but we've never tried to reboot friends i don't know um anyway you you missed that boat <laughs> hollywood executives you had your I, shot i'm sure you it's in it. the works i'm sure it's in conversation i'm sure it's always in conversation and they're just trying to figure out what the right one is because there's yeah I guess every call at NBC Universal it's brought up in some way make oh. make it 1996 again through science or magic I what was that called were you there during my PowerPoint birthday where a friend's part of it sister uh, did the reality TV show like repeats like the the ones that they always get that was really interesting to me. The, one, the pitches that That's they always That might have been the one that I ducked out during because okay. it was late and I realized I wasn't going to present mine. So I'll look, I might yeah. have logged off at that point. I'll look for a PDF of it. But it was it was basically the pitches that come around all the time that are like, it's this. And for oh. reality TV, they're like squid games, but real. And then they did that. But Right. And then they did that. They did that real one. Uh, anyway, speaking of my PowerPoint, uh, listeners be on the lookout for that bonus episode at some point uh, when I give uh, Cat Scott my PowerPoint that I didn't give at Cat Scott's birthday. And uh, yeah, what are we doing next time? Uh, that's a good question because I have thoughts and Cat and I need to uh, figure it out. But yeah. uh, stay, stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Don't, stay gay. Go gay if you haven't. And don't uh, touch that dial. Don't. Yeah. Beep boop. Don't touch that dial unless the dial is on the Kinsey scale, in which case, jack that thing gay. <laughs> and this is Kevin's song about Julia Roberts and the show Friends. Three, two. I wish I had friends. I like it already. Friends to the end. Boom, boom, boom. They dragged down my drawers in middle school. Now I'm trying to make Chandler the fool. Here I come. Here I come. Julia's gonna have all the fun. Most watched episode friends of all time. Biggest ratings in the history of the show. Football is very popular. 
I was not very popular because he dragged down my pants. Everyone saw my pants on the ground when they saw my underpants on. And that was it. Nothing else. Put me up like the elf on the shelf. Elf on a shelf. Elf on a shelf. Elf on a shelf. It is kind of wild that that was the highly highly rated. It's just because football is very popular. It's just literally because it was on after the Super Bowl. Word. America love football. Go go sports. Are you ready for Thanks, football? Taylor Swift, for bringing football back. Thank you. Yeah, she's the Chiefs are gonna win, and it's there. No one will be able to deny it. There's no other statistic or factor. It's gonna be fun to be in Missouri. To be yeah. from Missouri this yeah. year. Yeah. Gypsy Rose Blanchard. This huge. Yeah. Gone girl. It's happening for real now. I have a pitch for a reality show. It's gone, it's gone girl, but it's real. But it's but real. she's really doing it's, that. It's <laughs> she's really torturing her her husband. She's really torturing her husband. Um, she's really shoving that wine bottle up there. I've actually been trying to pull a now. I I know this. I'm trying a to gone pull girl? a gone girl. <laughs> yeah. like you but sweeter please tell your friends about this show that was quite a show very entertaining this has been a talk back podcast